Welcome to the Quantum Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relational mastery, and the initiations that that entails, and what the journey looks like and feels like when we open up and let love lead. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it has been a little while since I recorded an episode for you, but you know, having a knee injury, having to move slower than usual, and also it's been really hot here, and I don't have air conditioning, so it gets really toasty in my house, <laughs> and recording a podcast when it's sweltering in the apartment is just not my idea of fun. So I haven't been doing it. And quite frankly, I'm okay with that. Because here we are now, we're going to dive into a juicy, spicy conversation today that actually is sparked by a Instagram post I most recently did. So in this post, we are talking about nice person programming, why nice guys, nice girls, nice people finish last. And I'm sure you've heard that adage out in, out in the world. Like, and it's usually coming from a collapsed, complainy, victimized place of like, mm, nice guys and nice girls and nice people always finish last. Wah. And listen, there's a reason why that persona of nice guy, nice girl, nice person ends up with the results that they do. And this post was talking about that. And it really got some people really angry. (laughs) And that's okay. Like it's honestly okay. Because first things first, I am not here for your approval. I'm not here for anybody's approval. I have approval for myself. And I'm also teaching the deeper, truer threads of what's happening here. And so the thing about truth is when you're connected to the frequency of truth, you don't need to get caught in these egoic games of like proving your rightness. And you see a lot of that on social media in the world of like, I need to prove my rightness. Well, whenever we're having to prove our rightness, it's because we're not quite connected yet to that deeper thread of truth. And so we have to defend against our beliefs because if we don't, someone might see behind the veil and see who we truly are and yikes, what would happen then? Maybe they wouldn't accept us. Maybe they wouldn't love us. Maybe we wouldn't belong. And so we have all of these layers of protection. We have all of these masks that we wear, all of these performative ways of being that we take on in our lives. And those are the things that actually really get in the way of the relational dream in your heart. And so when we have that nice person programming running, like the deeper desire is to be loved and chosen and connected and really belong. That's the deeper desire. 
But the persona of niceness, the programming of niceness, has you perform life in a way that repels the deeper, truer desire. And if we don't talk about this, if we don't name it, if we don't bring it out of the shadows, the shit's not going to change. Like, the pattern doesn't just magically transform through your avoidance of it. Patterns transform when we are able to touch the truth of them, to touch what's actually happening in reality. Be like, oh, I am doing that. I am performing niceness. Performing niceness is so different than being genuinely kind. Let's just get that out of the way. Because that's where most people got fucked up here, is what they heard in what was said was that it's bad to be kind and that we shouldn't be good to people. Like the distortion <laughs> in the comment section is wild. Um, and this happens. This happens when you touch something that, you know, really messes with people and like, we don't want our identities messed with because we've been running them for so long that we're like, who would I be without this program? Who would I be without this identity of being nice? If you have constructed your whole identity around being nice, you have nice person programming running. And that is very different than likely the true, genuine, kind person you are underneath that programming because that's the thing and I literally addressed this in the post but I am convinced more and more each day that people either just don't read the caption and they just pop off <laughs> or you know they're already so activated by what they think I'm saying that they can't actually read what I'm actually transmitting to them because my work is a transmission. My speaking, so on the podcast, it's a transmission. When I teach, it's a transmission. When I write, it's a transmission. And so if there are points of openness in your system, the transmission can come in and work its magic, work its alchemy. But if the system is closed, then the teaching doesn't get in and, you know, this whole... I'm offended by what you said because it clearly whacked something in me that I can't be with. And this happens all the time on social media. You know, someone says something that's in the current of truth that whacks part of our identity. And instead of saying, hmm, I can see some truth in that or like, hmm, I'm not totally sure what she meant by this. So like, Maybe I'll just clarify and ask. Instead of doing that, <laughs> what people tend to do when they get really activated because they can't hold the sensation. Like this is very much about sensation in the system. When we can't be with high sensation, we have to off-gas it. And the way that most people off gas these days is by dropping bombs in comment sections, spouting off, writing snarky comments, being passive aggressive, and they off gas some of that energy. 
thinking like, oh, if I just get this out, then, you know, the part of me that's disturbed by what I just read will just disappear. And like, again, another caveat here, like there's a difference between someone who's transmitting something from the frequency of truth in a way that's in service to your deepest homecoming in service to your sovereignty, in so- in service to your freedom, and in service to your fullest expression, in service to your heart, and having the relational dream in your heart. There's a difference when someone is speaking from that place versus someone who is speaking with the intention to cause harm and to genuinely hurt you and to, you know, make you feel like a shitty person. Like, there are two different things here, people. You know, and again, the only way to distinguish and discern between these two is by being in your body. If you don't know how to be in your body and be with the sensations in your body, anytime you feel something uncomfortable, there's this automatic assumption like, ooh, this is bad. This is wrong. This is not okay. Ah! off gas, off gas, (laughs) make them wrong, make them wrong in hopes that it will divert me as the teacher off the teaching. And that would only work with teachers who aren't in alignment with the rightness of who they are, the rightness of their message. But see, the thing is, like, when I transmit something, I know where it's coming from. I know that it's coming from this place of being tethered to truth, being tethered and coated with love. And I know that it's being done in the service of your soul. Because when people want relationships that are healthy and thriving, but they have all of these patterns of behavior that run counter to the relational dream in their heart, they don't get to the relational dream in the heart without touching the shadow material. Like, people are so fucking afraid of their shadow. And I'm not. I'm not afraid of your shadow. I'm actually in approval of your shadow. And I know that this is part of the process. You know, this is part of the journey where people will get whacked energetically and then they react and then they spew onto other people. They project. And I know that that's part of the process. And I can hold approval for it. And the distinction is, is that I'm not going to tolerate abusive content and abusive behavior or dynamics in my space. So if you want to pop off and be a total asshole, that is, you know, absolutely your prerogative, but it will get you blocked. It will get you kicked out. You don't get to stay and do that. But if you are someone who, you know, when you get whacked by something, you're like, oh, that hit something. What did it hit? Let me get curious. What part of me doesn't like what she just said? Can I create some intimacy with that part of myself? Those, like when you're someone who approaches it that way, I promise you the relational dream in your heart is closer than you think. Because your ability to be with something that's uncomfortable 
and knowing like oh wait like I have enough evidence here of her as a teacher I have enough evidence of her as a human like and I can actually feel her here to know that she's not a vicious vindictive person who's evil and (laughs) just wants to fuck people up like I know that and so if there's a spicy transmission or if there's a teaching that really whacks me I know enough to know that there's something in there for me something in there for me that will require me to open the chamber of secrets that is my shadow because that's what's getting whacked What's getting whacked is the shadow material that is not integrated. All the parts of you that are actually exiled, that's what's getting whacked. Not the truth of who you are. And when it comes to nice person programming, we don't want to admit that we have this nice person, nice guy, nice girl, nice person shtick going on. Because it's, it's a little embarrassing. It's a little humiliating. It's really sobering to touch that, to be like, ooh, yeah, there is some like smarmy, like really slippery manipulation that is happening when I'm running my good person programming versus when I'm actually in my embodied true self, there's a natural kindness that wants to emerge through me. I'm kind to people because it's true for me to do so, but I'm also going to be a really clear line on what is okay and what's not okay. I'm going to have boundaries. And I'm allowed to be spicy. I'm allowed to be sweet. I'm allowed to be all of me. All of me is welcome here. And when we get to that point of being able to hold that with truth, well, then it's so much easier to dance with the parts of our shadow, the parts that we have exiled. Because nobody who is running good person programming, nice person programming is doing that because they are a monster. Nice person programming, people pleasing, is literally a conditioned response. We learn to do this in response to either the adults around us who we're learning relationship from early on. Maybe that's how they do things. They're really nice, but they're not really true. You know, they are really, it's like that fake, like, Stepford-wise, like, oh, yeah, it's so nice to see you. Like, yeah, we should totally get coffee sometime. Meanwhile, the subtext, the actual energy behind it is like, ugh, I do not even want to be talking to you. I'm absolutely never going to follow up with this coffee because I don't actually want to be friends with you. But I could never say that because, gosh, what might you think of me? But the, the truer thing is that I don't want to be friends with you or I don't want to go for coffee, or I don't really care how your day is, for whatever reason. You know, that's the truer thing. But when we don't know how to hold the truer thing and communicate what's really true with this 
energetic of respect underneath it because there are going to be people who distort this and say, oh, I'm just saying my truth when really they're just being an asshole. They're using truth as a vehicle to be abusive, to, you know, be cruel. That's not truth. Truth is a frequency, people. <laughs> it's an energetic and you either feel it in the moment or you don't. It's either there or it's not. And when someone is communicating truth, you might say, you know what, we, we always do this thing where we say, like, let's get together. And I'm just going to say from my end, like, I'm not committed to actually doing that. So I'd rather just, like, cut the small talk and say, it's nice to see you in this now moment. And it'll be nice to see you in the next now moment. But I'm, I'm not going to be making a plan to hang out with you. Like, that's actually harder to do than putting on the fake niceness of like, oh, it's so good to see you. Let's hang out. You can hear it in people's voices too. The more niceness someone has, niceness programming someone has, the less embodied their voice is. And the reason for that is because there's all that truer stuff underneath the surface that they're trying to keep locked down so their voice can't actually permeate through the fullness of their body it's not rooted in who they are you know there's you know a very big difference when you come across someone who's really rooted in the truth of who they are you can't fuck with them you can't manipulate them can try but they're not having it and when you have someone who is running nice person programming there's usually some sort of buzziness to them like it's a like ah! <laughs> you know? it, it, like we can't like anchor down because again anchoring down into truth would mean having to face the fact that we have adopted this strategy, you know, and whether we adopted this strategy because the adults around us were people pleasers who, you know, put on this nice mask versus saying the truer, honest thing, or maybe we learned people pleasing and being nice and pleasing as a a literal strategy to survive. You know, if you are in a hostile environment growing up where the adults around you were unpredictable, you might develop the, you know, pattern of being nice, of being pleasing in order to avoid setting them off. And, you know, this is why we don't poo-poo it because for a lot of people, it's either just an adaptation that they picked up or it's an adaptation that they developed in response to something really painful, really toxic, really unhealthy, really volatile. So it was a survival strategy to get them through something really difficult. Okay. And when we have those survival adaptations... And we get to a point where we're out of that environment 
the pattern keeps running even though we're, we're out of the environment. And that's what we're talking about here is like this condition pattern that got coded in really early or in younger stages of your life in response to pain, in response to trauma, or in just this was the natural environment I grew up in. I didn't know any better. But then it gets to a point when you're out of that environment and then you try and use that pattern to relate and it backfires. That's where the whole sentiment, nice guys, nice girls, nice people finish last. Because that nice person programming, it literally repels true connection. You're not open and available for true connection when you're either growing up in an environment of people pleasers, fake nice people, or you are in an environment where it isn't actually safe to be the truth of who you are. But actual love, healthy relationships require you to be the embodiment of the truth of who you are. All of those patterns that block connection and intimacy will get burned away in the fires of truth, love, intimacy, and connection. Because we can't keep running those patterns and expect a different result. Those patterns get you a very specific result. They do not get you the result of the relational dream in your heart which is why we need to unwind them. If we want to really be anchored in our sovereign power and from a place of being really embodied in our sovereign power, that's where our discernment comes online. That's when we're able to say the honest, true, and respectful thing. That is where we're able to set boundaries in situations where we need to set boundaries. That's where we can really open up this storehouse of intimacy and connection and richness and aliveness because we are available and we are connectable and we are okay with other people seeing the full truth and the full scope of who we are. But the thing about nice person programming is that it keeps a huge chunk of who you are locked away and we lock it away ourselves you know and we say like these parts of me they just don't belong like these parts of me could never be loved and so anything that I'm denying or I'm rejecting not only gets thrown into the shadow but then that part that I'm rejecting or I'm disowning it comes out in like really sideways ways. And this is what people are reacting to in relationship. Like if you go on a date, like I'll just use the example of me dating men. If I go on a date with a nice guy, you know, and this is different from a guy who's genuinely kind and just like a really good human if I go on a date with a guy with nice guy programming, I'm not going to be able to feel him. I'm not going to be able to feel the truth of him. 
I'm going to be watching him perform for my approval. And it's gross. It's a turnoff. I'm not into it. Like, I don't expect people to perform for belonging or my approval. Like, my approval is just innate. Like, I have approval for your human just because you're a human and you're alive. Like, I, I have that built in. I've really, like, coded that in, which is, you know, a big part of the medicine of my work. Like, you come into the field of approval so that you can learn how to open that within yourself so that we don't have to be seeking it all the time. Another core piece of my my work and my medicine is permission permission to be an approval of the full scope of who you are because being on a date with a guy with nice guy programming he's not in approval of the fullness of himself therefore how could he ever hold the field of being in approval of the fullness of me he can't and so we end up either in a lopsided dynamic or in a dynamic that isn't based in truth. Because the thing about nice person programming is that they learn really quickly like what your preferences are, what you like, what you don't like, and they say the thing that they think will please you most instead of the thing that's true for them. And it is very hard to have a intimate, rich connection with someone who is never revealing the truth of who they are. And this can come down to something so simple as like what your favorite food is, you know, or like what you want to do on a date. Oh, I don't care. Anything you want to do is fine. There's a difference between like that actually being the case of like, hmm, I, I actually don't care and I would be delighted no matter what we did versus I don't really care. But underneath that, I really do care and I really have this thing that I want us to do, but I don't want to say it because what if you don't want to do it and then I'll feel rejected and then if I feel rejected, I'm going to get weird and it's already getting weird. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right? Very different. So different. And like when I get into, you know, dating or relating, like I need to know who the person is in front of me. If they are just performing a version of themselves that they think I will like, that they think will get my approval, well, it's not going to work. Like I can have approval for their human, but I'm not going to choose to date them or be in a relationship with them. And so what happens there is that rejection gets coded and taken in as evidence on his side that he is unworthy, he's unchoosable, he's unlovable, no one will ever love him for who he is, when the fact is he's not being who he really is. He might not even know who he really is. If we've been running people-pleasing patterns, if we've been running nice person programming for almost our entire life, we might not genuinely know the full scope of who we are because we've had to be in performance mode for so long. If you are an actor, if you are a performer, if you are an artist of any kind, you will understand this in your bones. 
because you know what it takes to be on stage and perform. Especially if you were into drama. Like, let's use that as an example. Because when there's, like, let's say a play, there's certain characters that need to be played. So the actors come in and they learn the character. They step into the character. They're not on stage being themselves because that's not the character. They're on stage being the character. Being the thing that, you know, feeds the performance. And that's what good person programming, nice person programming, people pleasing is all about. It's like, let me look at the scope of the performance here. Like what has, like what way of being, what, you know, preferences, what like ways of holding myself will, you know, entice them or convince them that I'm a good catch. Let me try and impress them with all of these fake parts of myself. And then as I'm trying to keep up and juggle this performance, the truer parts of me are like, uh, excuse me, do we ever get to tap in here? Do we ever get to get on stage? Like when is our spotlight moment? And that spotlight moment never happens for those parts when we are running this programming. Okay. But when we start to unwind this programming, That's when the truer parts of us start to emerge. And those truer parts are the parts that lead. And there's this sovereignty and connection to self where we are willing to disappoint someone. We're willing to disagree with someone. We are willing to even get rejected by someone because that connection to self and connection to truth is more important but when we don't have that connection booted up the rejection feels monumental feels like we're never going to get out of that we're never going to come through that and so we add more performative layers it's like there's usually quite a bit to take off here You know, like you, I heard an example on a podcast a long time ago about this therapist who was working with a client who was a people pleaser and his whole life, he was like, I love to cook. I love to cook. I love to cook. And as they kept unwinding the people pleasing, what came through is that when he was a child, his mom was wildly underfunctioning and couldn't take care of him and like was highly unpredictable so he learned how to cook as a way to try and get her attention get her approval get her validation soothe over the situation and as soon as he touched that he had this realization that I actually really don't like to cook it doesn't spark joy (laughs) it's not something that makes me truly happy and brings aliveness through my system and so guess what he stopped cooking and like this is the thing that he would do on dates he would cook for the women he wanted to go on dates with in a way to try and impress them try and get their approval get them to buy into who he was and so once he had this realization in therapy he was like actually I don't need to do that anymore Like, let me just be 
the fullness of myself. Let me lead with my heart. Let me lead with my authenticity. Let me lead with the truth of who I am. And if this is someone who is actually aligned for me, then they're going to be aligned for me. I don't need to throw in all these bells and whistles to try and get them to like me. I just need to be myself, as trite as that sounds. The truth of who you are. Because the truth of who you are is wildly interesting. Like the full range of your human is wildly interesting. When you are connected to the things that you genuinely love, that genuinely bring you to life, when you speak about those things in connection with someone, there's an injection of life force energy. You can feel it. You can feel it when someone is genuinely connected to the thing that they're talking about. There's an openness to them. Versus when we are performing something that we think will get us approval or connection or belonging, there's a tightness, there's a closeness, there's a walled offness. Because while we want to be chosen, we're not actually willing to let them see the full scope of who we are because we have a belief somewhere that if they were to see the fullness of who I am, they wouldn't choose me. So let me keep these parts hidden and locked away. And hopefully I can entice them, you know, with my performance mastery over here. And once we're hooked into a relationship and I feel safe enough and like we, we have enough time that we've clocked together, that's when I'm going to bring this part of me out. And when that happens, it's really disorienting for the other person. They feel duped because in a way they have been. They have been duped. When we do not bring the fullness of who we are to the dating phase, then the person falls in love with a version that they think we are. And that version isn't necessarily the truth of who you are. So when you start revealing the truth of who you are, they're like, whoa, what the fuck? What are you doing? Like, that is, that, that's not you. And then there's this battle of like, but it is me. I've just been lying to you this whole time. <laughs> like, how do you clean that up? You know, that, that's messy. That's a messy one. And the only reason that I can teach the threads of this is because I have genuinely been there. I have done this. I have run these programs. I have run this programming of like, let me be nice to your face, but a bitch behind your back. Like, I'll say the nice thing to your face and then talk trash about you behind your back or like, like how I genuinely feel about you doesn't match what I bring forward to you. I've literally had chapters of my life like that. And I saw the ramifications of that. You know how lonely running people-pleasing and nice person programming is? It's so lonely. It's really tender because it feeds this idea that no one will ever accept me as I am. And the biggest kicker is that you don't accept you as you are. You're not in full approval of yourself. And even if you had someone who was like in total approval of you, 
but they were like, hey, there's these things that you're doing. Our egoic identities won't let that in. We get so offended. We get so upset. We get whacked around and then we do all sorts of weird, you know, emotional gymnastics and and things in the relationship that actually break down connection. There's a lot that we do there that can interfere with the flow of love and interfere with the flow of truth. And, you know, having nice person programming will actually get in the way of you being truly kind because that's the truth in you that wants to be expressed. It is absolutely necessary, you know, at this stage and time of life that we have more people who genuinely care about each other, you know, who are kind to each other, that are considerate to each other, that are respectful in their relating with each other. And one of the big ways that we can open more of that space for genuine goodness, for genuine kindness to flow through is by starting to dismantle our identity around being nice. You know, look at where that comes from and what it prevents you from having. Because anyone who's ever said nice guys, nice girls, nice people finish last, you know that there's an impact to that. You know that running that pattern, on some level you know. And then it's, it's really your work to start to unwind that, to dismantle it, to open it. So that you can touch the truer thing. You can touch the truer parts of you. Those parts that are so innately lovable. Those parts that are so innately worthy and so innately valuable. Like those are the parts that get to open when we dismantle and we take apart and we unwind the nice person programming. When we dismantle the good person programming, the people pleasing. Because people pleasing is dishonest. It's building a false image of who you are. And... It's an attempt to manipulate an outcome. You know, whether that's you're trying to get into a relationship by, you know, showcasing like, oh, this is who I think they will want me to be. So let me just become a chameleon and morph into that. Or we're trying to manipulate an outcome, like let's say, like keeping the peace in a family system. Let me just be nice and keep the peace. Because I don't actually want to deal with, you know, the blowback or the discomfort that would happen by injecting truth here. Um, like, or maybe it's an outcome like you're trying to get a promotion or something like in you're like, if I'm the most pleasing, then that will make me the most choosable for the job, right? Like whatever it is for you. And we all have areas, like I still have areas where this gets in the way. But the majority of my relationships, the majority of my life, it this doesn't show up. 
because there's a devotion to truth instead. Even if like the revelation of truth means that a certain relationship ends, then you know it's not true for that relationship to continue. If a relationship can't continue and thrive in the frequency of truth, it is not a true relationship. At least, well, I mean, it's a relationship, but like it's not a relationship that is rooted in truth, which means you're not going to be able to be the full range, the fullest expression, the full vibrancy of who you are in that relationship. That relationship, you will spend most of your time performing a version of yourself that keeps you in this box of your own creation. So this is why we are unwinding it. This is why the next embodiment series is on people pleasing. That's why we've got eight weeks for some teachings, for some embodiment, because this is, this pattern lives in your body. And this is why reading books about this stuff doesn't necessarily change it. Because your body is still running that code. It's still running that program. And so we have to get into the body and start to like undress and like, not literally undress, but like undress and take off this pattern, the layers of this pattern. And when we do that, there is more space. And, you know, part of the undoing is feeling the grief underneath of all of the years that you couldn't be yourself, that it wasn't okay to be yourself, all the places that you haven't been really seen. And we have to see that stuff and see those versions of us that we're denied love, we're denied belonging, we're denied connection, but you give, you give those parts connection, you give those parts belonging, you give those parts love. And as you do that, you actually create more space in your heart, in your emotional body, in your energetic body, in your mind to be relationally connected, relationally open. That's where the whole field of, you know, really rich and fulfilling relationships can land in you when there's space for it to land in you. That's why we unwind people pleasing. Not because you're a bad person if you have it. You're not. You're legitimately not. You're just a human humaning. You picked up some strategies along the way to either survive or you just picked them up because that's what everybody else was doing. Well, how human of you. And that's okay. But those strategies, those coping mechanisms, those programs, those conditioned ways of being can only take you so far. They cannot, they, they take you through the phase of life that is survival. And then when you want to transition into thriving, we have to leave those conditioned patterns at the door. We have to leave those parts and honor them, but we need to burn them down. We need to put them in the ground so that the truth of who you are has more space to shine. It can take up more of you because the more of you that you truly are, like the truth of who you are occupies you, the people who are most aligned for you are able to spot you right away. They're able to feel you. They're able to be like, oh, yeah, 
that one. <laughs> that one is totally like my soul pod. Like we're, we're, we come from the same place, you know, like we're made of the same stuff. There's natural resonance that can happen when you allow the truth of who you are out to play. So if that calls to you, if you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to move into this next phase of thriving in my life, of being more available to the relational dream in my heart, to transform my relationships so they are such a like nourishing, yummy, delicious place to be. Then the next Embodied Alchemy series on people-pleasing is for you. We start on Wednesday, and I will keep registration open until... Let me just take a look. It'll stay open until August 29th. We technically start on the 24th, but registration will stay open until the 29th. So then you have enough time to do the first session before the second section session on the 31st. So if that calls to you, I will put the link in the show notes and I love you. Thank you for being here. I'm excited to be back. I've got a couple more episodes I'm going to do before I'm off traveling again. So we'll get a couple more in before I take off. And I love you all. If this podcast episode pinged something really rich for you, I'd love to hear that. Uh, If you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, that is a beautiful way to contribute and give back if you got something of great value here today. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll see you soon. Bye, friends.